What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Twisted Sisters Pod. And before we start, our next maybe four episodes, including this one, we're going to have a very special guest. Um, If you watched our Queer Smasher Pass, or not watch, why do I keep saying that? If you listen to that episode, <laughs> you're going to really like this one. So let's give a warm welcome to Honey. Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me back, guys. Thank you for coming back. I mean, yeah, that last episode that we did together was my favorite. I just think it's so funny. Thank it is you. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time making it with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing the love today. Um. So this next series, I guess, that we're going to be talking about is about femme. How do you say this word? Femme fat- fatale? Fatale. Mm-hmm. Fat- fatale? fatale. Yeah. I don't know why I want to say fatale. Femme fatale. I think it's that E at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. But um, so if you don't like stuff like that, um, sorry. Come back in <laughs> August, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but um, just a little bit of housekeeping. What's been going on in pop culture that you guys want to talk about if there's anything? It's been pretty slow. Hmm. I feel like it has been pretty slow. Hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I can't think of... I also haven't been reading the news like I used to. Mm-hmm. I went on vacation a few weeks ago and never got back to reading. I'm like a news addict, always reading stupid mm-hmm. shit. Not good. Not like anything <laughs> international news. I'm talking about like bullshit news. Yeah. I haven't been reading it as much lately, so I'm out of the loop. Me, too. Um, Me, too. Miami lost the finals, which... Oh. Yeah, that would have happened. Can't that in this house. Yeah. it's too much. Dave's from Miami, so it is too, too much. To home. Yeah, too close to home. It really is. Um, what else is going on? Nothing much. Yeah. So I guess we can just jump right in. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, we're doing a deep dive on. The movie titled Basic Instinct. I actually don't remember when it came out. Um, 92, I think. 92 yeah, I think. or 94. Because I like another girl. That, that's right. 92. It was 92. 92. I told me on that. Okay. Yep, you're right. So go ahead and pause this episode. Go watch it and come back. But it is a... I'm pulling this right from Google. New York... Neo New York erotic thriller film directed by Paul Verhoeven and written mm-hmm. by Joe S. I'm so sorry, I don't know. Joe E. So I just finished watching this like probably 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, I guess before we get started, um, this is also straight from Google, but we're kind of talking about the femme fatale. And according to Google, the definition is an attractive and seductive woman, especially one who is likely to cause distress or disaster to a man who becomes involved with her. That's just the basic mm-hmm. definition. But now we can talk about the movie. Um, so what was y'all's initial reactions? I know, honey, you've watched this before, but was it any different when you rewatched it? Yeah. Definitely. So this is in my top three favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Showgirls, that's another Paul Verhoeven movie, is is also up there. And 
when I watched it the first time I did watch, I love femme fatale stories, just like the story of a complicated woman, mm-hmm. complicating gender, sexuality, all that. So I watched it under that lens and I was just, I loved Catherine. I was like, this is like a vibe. But I mm-hmm. watched it the second time. And you mind you, I have a degree in like women, gender, sexuality studies. So like mm-hmm. a lot of what I watch is going to be kind of through that lens. But when I first watched it, I wasn't looking at it too close with that. This time watching it, I was thinking of like everything I learned in school. Mm-hmm. I was like, right. what does like Catherine rejecting like, you know, womanhood, childbearing, families. Like mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is like a really, really complicated interesting movie this time around so i'm excited to talk about you guys what are you michaela yeah i mean i i i thought it was good I, the opening scene that really like just immersed me in the movie to me mm-hmm. i was just like well what a way to open a movie like <laughs> yeah just the sex scene and then her stabbing him repeatedly with the ice pick i was just like well wow, he's coming he got- <laughs> that was nuts. Or I was just like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to be technical, it, it was iconic, it, it, and it reminded me a lot. I mean, I know this movie obviously came out first, but it reminded me of that scene from Gone Girl, which I know we're gonna talk about in another episode out of the series. But yeah, it was really, it was iconic. I love that. <laughs> what about you, Chelsea? Yeah, I agree. It was complicated for sure. And I did like the movie, but I don't know. I'm still just kind of like, definitely feel like some parts went over my head for sure, because I was also like, I was working a little bit. I was trying to really watch it though, but (laughs) yeah, I thought she was really cool and interesting, but I'm also just like, hmm. That ending. I didn't like the ending. I know it frustrated me. Yeah. But we'll talk about it later. I don't know. I'm just like over Nick. Like this is yeah. the man that we're it's it's that's where it gets complicated. The mm-hmm. Beth. It's about Beth is the bottom line. Mm. Yeah. That's like that. And I didn't necessarily process that the first time I watched mm-hmm. it. I don't like I knew with parts about Beth, but this time I was like, okay, this is all about like she was trying to punish Beth. You know, that story she tells about Beth being creepy, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. was Beth in that story. Huh. So, the from the beginning, mm-hmm. one thing that kind of, like, the his super, not maybe it wasn't super right, but the other cop that um, ends up dying, the first cop that dies, yeah, and his connection to it, that part is a little spotty to me, because I never really, like, delve into why he was trying to get certain things about Beth and the woman. Mm-hmm. But I think I I have a theory on Mr. Theory? Well, well, I think because you know Beth or, or Catherine was trying to get at Beth. She's just she's still mad. She's a jilted lover. Like she I think she was actually she did you know she heard about that the cop killer shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Nick? I think but before that, she was trying to get into her life by getting with the guy, at, another guy at her work, trying to like sh- break the, you know, people's perceptions of her by, or Beth, I mean, trying to like ruin her life, bringing up the whole dead husband thing, all that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the guy went and got the file originally. And that's why he had it until his death. 
I think there was a whole other situation there that we just never saw play out. But I almost wonder why did they add this in the movie? Mm-hmm. Right. I guess to suspend your disbelief, like she mentions in there, suspending belief. I kept yeah. saying that in the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is- <laughs> <laughs> she's writing the story while working with while do while being with Nick. She was suspending his belief so much. Yeah. So funny. It was so funny. It was so frustrating. I'm like, dude, like this is <laughs> pathetic. Like, yeah. and one thing I think about Wolf's movie is like it was written from a man's point of view. So obviously, mm-hmm. this kind of just does not make sense. You're like, this is not no. Mm-hmm. And that's the male right. gaze. That's the femme fatale. It only operates from. It's designed from a male's point of view. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay, I guess we'll talk more about the movie a little bit later. But um, mm-hmm. honey, I think you know a lot about the cultural impact of the film when it came out. I think we talked about this a little bit the last time we had an episode together. But would you mind elaborating? Yeah. So during the '90s and late '80s, there was a lot of like erotic thrillers coming out. Some people think Basic Instinct is like the first, like like it's really like an influential rock thriller, 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 but. Fatal mm-hmm. Attraction came out a few years before that, and that's a very mm-hmm. similar story. But at that time, there was a lot of, there was a movie called Fun, also, where women are lesbians, partially, but they're also, it's the, they're deadly. They're murderous lesbians. It's essentially the theme mm-hmm. of the 80s and 90s in um, erotic thrillers. And it, it partially, it has to do with, like, the... Um, women were getting more rights after the 50s and 60s and such, so obviously there's going to be a whole new like men are going to start seeing things very differently seeing women's drive Mm -hmm. seeing their their just personal selves very different and i think part of that with the lesbian horror is that women are getting more rights they're not working at home their men are scared that they're going to lose their women and so i think that was like in the the back of a lot of people males minds right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so the idea of like the murderous lesbian they're you know, do you guys feel a castration anxiety? It's a it's a full so. term. Basically, it's the idea. And you, when I say you guys are gonna be like, oh, obviously, like the mm-hmm. idea that men are scared of losing the penis or drive masculinity or being coming the woman, right? They treat feminines get treated like so much shit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but you know, it it doesn't actually have to do with the penis. It's like they're scared they're gonna get treated like every other group that they you know mm-hmm. shit on right? right and so the castration anxiety with like the lesbian right the lesbians are gonna band together and start murdering all the men it feeds into that castration <laughs> anxiety right and so um lesbians bisexual people did not like this characterization in film obviously because it makes it seem like one that partially makes it seem like that lesbians or bisexual women their sexuality is all a ruse to hurt men or, mm-hmm. or you know whatever but also like why is it that I don't know, like women expressing their sexuality which you see a lot in the movie that's threatening to men so like when a woman gets to actually men have been fucking men a long time mm-hmm. straight men have been fucking men a long time and it wasn't we don't get movies like this about that right and so there's a it's 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 homophobic it's it's misogynistic so people were protesting those movies outside the theaters Mm -hmm. protesting and and not just that when there's a movie called the hunger that came out around the same time lesbian vampire i don't know if you guys are familiar with that trope in movies but like i don't think i've seen it 
man eaters, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was very, I could, it, at that time, if I'd been alive, I don't know if I would have appreciated the movie in the same way, right? Mm -hmm. right. I understand why they were so angry, 100%, and I support it. But now I'm watching this movie from a totally different perspective, right? Like, think about the male gaze. In so many movies are male gazy. What, where would we be if we couldn't watch movies? You know, like, <laughs> you have to take certain things out of movies to enjoy them, right? Like, every right. movie, Spider-Man, all that. Not the yeah. new ones. Like the normal, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm just yeah. like uh, word vomiting, but like, <laughs> no, it all makes sense. And one thing that if you did, you guys, I don't know if you paid this close attention because the first time I watched the movie, I missed this. They show her hoo ha in yes. that uh, investigation scene, right? And so when I did research after watching the movie, like, I own Sharon Stone, the actress who plays um, Catherine, her book, and it's a mm -hmm. big part of her book and such that. She was manipulated. They told her that you could not. They, I think they told her originally not to wear underwear with that dress because, mm -hmm. like, oh, it might be with panty lines or something. But they told her you couldn't see when she crossed her legs on camera, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, you could see it. And so, so much of that movie, like, it's, it's a male fantasy of women, but also, like, what could we do with this movie if we took it into, like, a, a feminist fantasy of women? Like, rejecting uh the kids rejecting family there's a lot we could say about that but basically the cultural mm -hmm. context at the time people were obsessed with the idea that women could be murderers that lesbians were murderers that when you're deviant behavior like lesbianism and such that causes you to act out deviantly and lesbians were not happy is the bottom mm -hmm. line mm -hmm. yeah and uh, a direct quote from sharon about what we just talked about um she said Cause I had the article pulled up because I was reading it early. Um, she said that was how I saw my vagina shot for the first time. Long after I'd been told we can't see anything, I just need you to remove your panties as the white is reflecting the light, so we know you have panties on. And then, like after the screening, she went and talked to Paul, and she was like, "Quote: I went to the projection booth, slapped Paul across the face, left, went to my car, and called my lawyer, Marty Singer." Sharon recalled, "Marty told me that they could not release the film." as it was that I can get an injunction. So just a lot of not cool stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, very and violating. This mm -hmm. stuff actually still happens. So it's kind of sad. Not much has yeah. changed. And mm -hmm. she actually says a lot about this, which I thought was really interesting. She talks a lot about her life anyway, though. Yeah. Um, she actually also said, too, that I think the director told her to be having sex with Michael Douglas what are you serious yeah so i don't i don't think that there was penis and vagina but he was telling her like there was it's not like we have you know intimacy coordinators like we do today yeah, you sure. know and there's not vagina guards i'm assuming and on hbo and stuff they're using fake penises and when i was watching mm -hmm. this daniel was like oh my god is that like a real like what like just mm -hmm. like hanging in the the wind mm -hmm. i was like I think that is a real first i was like no i don't know but it was real i'm pretty yeah. sure it was it real, real to me. yeah the trauma that women get put through to put on stories of of for men. Mm -hmm. yeah crazy yeah it she definitely also... reminds me oh, of, go ahead. Oh, sorry no. <laughs> i was just gonna say it reminds me a lot of what we see in hbo with euphoria and sam levinson like just really weird men with director not credits but like you know the ability to direct a film and 
put women in uncomfortable positions like that. Cause it's just, I don't know that it just felt really weird to read that and to know that they told her, Oh, they use the excuse of, Oh, we can see your underwear reflection. Like what kind of shit is that? Mm-hmm. But, I just started go ahead. <laughs> for, I did froze for me a little bit while you were talking, but I got the gist of what you said. There's a lot of parallels between the idol and basic instinct. Mm-hmm. Like the shooting of the idol, the story in the idol, like another story of like men thinking that they know the secrecies behind women mm-hmm. portraying it on film. And it's like partially there are some some real truths, but then a lo- you're not understanding the where it comes from, I feel like is part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like pretty I guess interesting is not the word. It's actually kind of sad, but how Sydney Sweeney had to like, I think most of the cast probably except for Zendaya and maybe a couple of people kind of mm-hmm. like teeter on the border of like, he does weird stuff. Right. But yeah, it's covered up with, Oh no, like Sam's great. We love like, you know, stuff He's like an artist. yeah. And it's just interesting how like no one is really reading into that or, mm-hmm. We read into it, but then like the cast will come back and oh no, it's not like that. I didn't mean that my words were taken out of yeah. context, blah blah blah. And it's just like I mean, you already said it, right? Like one thing I think about that, especially in regards to like Barbie Ferreira or Sydney mm-hmm. Sweeney, like I think sometimes women don't like it it's hurtful to feel hear their stories being told in out in the media outlets through different lenses. Like I think about the Duggar girls. I just watched the Duggar documentary that came out. Oh, you like, did? They, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good, honestly. I recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, like the idea, like they came back and retracted certain stuff they said that said that the media changed, but it was partially because like their words were not being given the respect they deserve. And I think that same thing could be said. Obviously, I got some some critiques of Barbie Ferrer and Sydney Sweeney both, but Mm-hmm. The things they're saying are very real to many women. And when these like Daily Mail and all the shit's picking up these stories and sensationalizing it, I could see why they might retract and be like, right. what the fuck? Like, but at the same time, it's like, you guys are famous. You have a plat. I don't know. It's complicated. I also yeah. wonder, should we give a synopsis of the movie a little bit? Yeah. We're, we're kind of jumping around in order. Yeah, I realized start- that. Was- <laughs> <laughs> use that home they're gonna be confused it's my fault <laughs> no we definitely can though um but just while we're talking about sharon she also revealed that she lost custody of her son because uh-huh. of this movie slightly oh yeah and they um when they were in the courtroom i'm just this is probably not exactly what happened but they basically you know asked her son you know your mom is like in sex uh-huh. or something like that and it's just I mean, misogyny is crazy, like, we know that, but it's just, when you see it in these not-so-in-your-face examples of, like, real people and things that happen not in front of a tabloid or something like that, mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, like, this is really damaging to them, and they're just working like the rest of us, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shelly Duvall in The Shining, she's, mm-hmm. I feel like, another. Mm. both her, Sharon Stone, and... Movie with Marlon Brando. I don't remember which movie. He raped somebody in that movie. And these all three of these women had shit lives after these movies were Mm. released. That they had so much trauma from that. And I just don't. I don't think we sometimes like as media viewers, as normal people that are watching things on screen. Sometimes we're. I feel like a lot of people are disconnected from. 
the real life consequences of what we see on screen. So it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Man, we're getting deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sharon also had a stroke and yep. took her a while to recover. And she said it was really hard for her as a woman in Hollywood and just trying to build herself back up after that happened. She's, she's this? Cool. Yeah, she is cool. Her book is great. I haven't finished it yet, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. How far, or how long ago was her stroke? Like, how it was, long ago did that happen? 2001. It was really, it's early in the 2000s, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, because her book starts with that, that chapter of her life, basically. Yeah, I was trying to look really quickly, but it doesn't say. But she said she lost everything, and mm -hmm. Hollywood pretty much ignored her. Wow. Have you guys seen Casino? She's in Casino, no. and that's a great movie. It's a good movie. Hmm. I had actually never heard of her until I watched this. She's very typecasted, like, in that sense. Like, she's playing, like, the sexy woman that has very complicated emotions and ruins <laughs> lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I have to check that out. But okay, synopsis. I I don't think I should do this part because I'm still like I don't really know. I can do it. Yeah. It sounds so good. basically, um the movie revolves around a writer named Catherine Trammell. She writes um like murder mystery type novels. When she was a child, both of her parents died in a boat accident, and she was left like $150 million, something of that mm -hmm. sort. So she's been kind of cruising life, writing books under a um, pseudonym. And Catherine Wolf, I believe, is a pseudonym. Yeah. And the, the movie starts with the murder of a rock star, and this murder mirrors one of her most recent books. And um, one of the detectives in charge of investigating this thing falls in love with her and chaos ensues. Yeah, it's perfect synopsis. Yeah. You don't want to get too much away, but Yeah. That was good. <laughs> also, this is not a spoiler-free episode. So if for some reason you're still listening and you haven't paused oh. it and watched the movie. <laughs> yeah. You should probably go do that. But yeah. a big part of this movie, we see that sex becomes not a tool per se, but just a mm -hmm. sort of superpower. It that... is a tool. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. A tool. So what do you guys think about sex being portrayed as power in this movie? Because I thought that was really interesting and it kept coming up over and over again. Mm -hmm. I feel like it. that's kind of a theme that we see in real life too yeah. a lot. So I feel like it was definitely interesting to see that like, especially, like, when most of the murders occur, well, not most of the murders, but, like, the opening scene and then what we get from them kind of teasing that it could happen to Nick, but every time it kind of stops before it gets to that point, it just seems like the couple is just so enthralled, if that's the right word, I don't know, but enthralled with the activity, and then when the release, I'm trying to be a little PG, but <laughs> when the release is about to happen. What release? You're so, <laughs> when you're about to finish. 
<laughs> finished is worse than saying nutted. It is. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, when they're about to Don't be coy. Yeah. <laughs> Michaela said come. <laughs> it I mean you can see that like kind of like outer body experience like from the man in both aspects and then you're so lost inside of it that he doesn't even like lost realize. inside of it oh Dude. my god not like that <laughs> it's like stop being weird <laughs> Come on, the jokes are writing themselves. Oh my gosh. But I mean, obviously, she has taken the power at that point, and it's easy for her to like obviously go through with the murder because he's so enthralled. And I don't know if my point is making sense, but no, it is. Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot about this movie can only be said in vague statements. Right. Feelings. Mm-hmm. Just just letting it, you know? Just so vibes. I think that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Just vibes. And I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like not that she lost a little bit of her power, but I did see Catherine being a bit vulnerable and she kind of lost that edge that she normally has with all her other suitors when she was with Nick. Just because I mean, we saw it at the end where every time she like Mm-hmm. through herself and pleasure like we keep thinking oh she's about to kill him but she doesn't right because right. allegedly she cares about nick but i just feel like she has that power normally but now she meets nick and he's himself right like mm-hmm. the dynamic is a little more balanced than it normally would be i feel like I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I think the balance is it's manufactured. Do you remember early in the movie? She says, you're never going to, you're not going to learn anything about me that I don't want you to learn. And then Mm -hmm. when she tells him that story about the girl in college, she's like, oh, I thought you said you'd never be vulnerable with me. And he completely omits the word she said (laughs) right before that. And that you're never going to find anything about me that I don't want you to find out. Mm -hmm. It was for me, totally manufactured. And I do see what you know. She she does back off from the from the um, knife. But can I give a can I give a theory on the movie? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about that because I was like, why did that happen? So I did a little reading earlier, and um, I read a bunch of random little articles about the movie. And so this is this isn't just my mindset. This is just a mix of like a lot of of opinions I've been reading today. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, you know, the two women that she befriends that you find are murderers, like Roxy and the old woman. Right. Yeah. Hazel? Yeah, Hazel. Um, both of them killed in regards to their families. You know, they the, the one the one um cop says that Roxy killed because she was jealous of her brothers getting all the attention. And then Hazel also remember she killed somebody with her with a knife from her wedding or something was her I think it was her husband or maybe I don't remember but um so that part of the movie like kind of comes back to the castration anxiety like the fear that women are not going to keep breeding with you right mm-hmm. but then like you know at the end of the movie when she doesn't she decides to leave the, it's because she says like I don't like rug rats he's like okay mm-hmm. well, we'll live happily ever after then like no big deal and she's like okay she, I think part the 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 drive to kill in this movie, at least with the women, 
and this comes back to that that lesbian thing is the drive to kill comes from an expectation that they have to fall in line to these these the idea of being a woman and that's what comes back to being a femme fatale is that only exists in the male like ideology right like mm-hmm. you know i don't know i'm curious what your all thoughts are on that that is a great point that you bring up. I was on Reddit earlier and I seen someone say that because I was just confused about why, like every time I was like, oh, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. And then when he said that, I noticed that that's when she kind of just backed it, backed off for good. And I did see, I know you said we shouldn't watch the second one. I'm going to watch it now. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Well, th- those people were saying like, like to completely not think about that movie at all because of mm-hmm. a spoiler that happens in it or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I was yeah. just like, maybe because <laughs> what Nick happens? is he's he dies, he gets murdered. Yeah, by but he, oh, okay. uh, Michael Douglas isn't in the movie at all, yeah. so it's just kind of like it's just said. But yeah, yeah. it's just said. That it's just said the beginning of the movie exactly. Yeah. That's why when you were talking, Chelsea's like, yeah. You don't necessarily know that he's going to die. So I'm not going to say that. But I was like, I don't think if you know he's going to die later, like, you know, you're not thinking she's so soft, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. I also think, too, like, she clearly has, she's known as someone borderline personality disorder in movies. Like, and, and people who study that, that archetype and character, she is someone people consider as having borderline personality disorder. And I think a common trait with that kind of people is like you live in like a a story world in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I think her staying with him for a little bit was just and just like she with Roxy, like she's just living out fantasies and you know what I mean? And this is just another one of those like th- those fantasies, right? Like women mm-hmm. get more power when they're associated with the man, right? That's you talk about sex as power. Like she's totally using sex as power as do the vast majority of American women, we have to to survive, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, some people don't. I don't get me wrong on that. I mean, you know what I mean. But like that's just that's what it is to be a woman. The woman is is designed. The gender of a woman is designed around the man. That's right. just the bottom line. If you if you're thinking in this mindset, obviously I know some of your listeners may see the world a different way. But if we're thinking about these things as constructs, it's all about the man. And I think that's she's un. As she's undoing the constructs at the same time as she's playing into them to just further her life. And I think that's really if a woman had written this movie, what could we, what would have been done? I'm, that's a good question. If a woman had wrote this movie, what do you guys think would be done differently? Mm. Well, hopefully we would see less of Nick because I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't like him. Me I know gave me the egg so bad while I was watching. <laughs> like I had to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Said certain things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, was immediately turned off. Yeah, and so hopefully uh, we would have like a better male, and maybe it will click more for me because it's not right now. Mikhail, what was it that you were saying? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, I was just going to say, we might go into it a little bit later, but just his dynamic with Beth, like yeah. that sex scene was just awful to watch. Yeah. I, I'm like, that was rape. 
Mm-hmm. If we're being mm-hmm. honest, that was and, rape. And that, yeah. it, it is written as rape. It's not just like supposed right. to be ambiguous. It is supposed to be a rape. Okay. Good, because I was just like, wait a second, did I just watch this and did it just play out like that? that yeah. So I'm I'm happy to know that it was actually written as a rape because mm-hmm. it was it was a lot to watch. But mm-hmm. just there was a lot of things with him that I just hated. Like there was one thing that he said to Roxy when he was like, oh. Man to man, man to man or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, what and he called the her Rocky. Fuck? He oh, called he her did? Rocky. I didn't. Funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. She should have killed him in man. that movie. Disgusting. What and a guy. Him <laughs> thinking that was part of like the that's one reason I kind of like the movie is that like you know I mean I love the movie but one of the reasons mm-hmm. I kind of like it is that like he thinks he is like top of the, like he's a king right now mm-hmm. his like his world has totally reminds me of eyes wide shut i don't know if you guys have ever seen that but while i was watching it made some parallels between that like his reality is totally suspended in a way that many men's are where they really think that women are like infatuated with them you know mm. like and that's just it's a i mean how many women like or how many men like they would be shocked to find out that they're like there's a lot of men out there that would be shocked to find out that they're women they're just with them because <laughs> one compulsory heterosexuality and two like they're just trying to get some money they're trying to survive whatever right. like seeing that you know if this was a woman's film we would see that, that like yeah that, mm-hmm. you know we saw a glimpse of it in the middle of the movie when he's he's thinking that he's sort of like it's like am i about to lose her would she pull a fast mm-hmm. one on me when she stops writing the book but he still is in that he still thinks that the woman is all about him, you know? Yeah. I think that's why I felt like this, the, uh, I don't even want to call it love or the relationship between him and Catherine. It didn't really feel like it was that much reciprocated on her end too, mm-hmm. just because like throughout most of the movie, I just felt like she was always just like, well, we're gonna fuck but when this book is done you're dead because your mm-hmm. character's dead like she said that and i'm just like so when when do we get to the point where she's like oh i can't let myself be vulnerable around you because i'm afraid that i'm gonna lose you and everybody in my life that i care about leaves like do you know what i'm saying like yeah I, yeah 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 i think it's and if I'm, I'm going to speak from a bit of experience here. I was my life where I was manipulating some men and, and doing, having my little mm-hmm. fun with it. You have to have those certain, you, you got to keep them in your grasp, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Like she knew he could still be valuable to her. So she had to say that so that suspension of belief, right? Okay. Like, so she kind of had to say that to keep him rotating in her orbit because you know Mm -hmm. she she obviously she's gone down quite a bit so she could imagine how we might react but you can you can't control your character you know like this character could run in many different ways so she was trying to keep the control a little bit Mm -hmm. in her her realm you know and keep him to keep him keep pining for her you know now that you mentioned that i i I see where you're coming from because i i'd watched this earlier like at like 12 maybe so it's a little things are coming back to me but 
I noticed that she did say that to him right as we found out about, oh, Beth is the one who committed all the murders too. And he didn't seem like he believed it as much when he was Mm -hmm. at the station. So that's a great point, actually. Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, Beth actually really likes this guy. Yeah. She lets him play out like the, the angry part of himself. Mm-hmm. right that clearly is existing we see that a lot i want to know what happened with the whole shooter thing i want more details on that I know. yeah me too mm-hmm. like that headline like cop sh- kills taurus like that's a <laughs> crazy <laughs> headline yeah <laughs> and like she so clearly he has this violent side she lets him play out that side but then Catherine lets him play out like almost and i honestly think i've experienced it too where men they're playing they're like a little bit of an alternative fantasy like they're d- dipping their toes in deviant waters mm-hmm. you know and and i i it's interesting i don't i was trying to read into the psychoanalysis of this movie earlier because when i was watching i kept thinking about freud and like the mirror theory and all that and i couldn't quite i couldn't put my thoughts into words so i won't get to talk about that too much but like well, i wonder what the psychoanalysis is of that like he's got these two women one is like the the anger and one is like the the um what hmm one is like anger one is like true sensuality in a way mm-hmm. the libido in freud's terms you know what i mean does that make sense i don't know if that really i it I, does. I get psychoanalysis but i also don't like i'm not mm-hmm. like so great points Huh. This is a good episode. Mm-hmm. It's like the one thing, and I don't know if you all will agree with this, but I wrote down it was interesting how Nick started to regress back into his quote unquote old ways as soon as Catherine started to pop up. Like um the the therapist, uh, what's her name? Beth, she said, um, you've never been like that before after this rape happened and um you weren't making love in reference to their sex but that happened like directly after the interrogation scene i think so it was just interesting to see that and him asking her for a cigarette right when he told Catherine's character oh i quit i don't do that and just like it just it it was really interesting to see how mm-hmm. fast that transformation or regression you can say happened just off of meeting her so yeah can i give a theory on that yeah another freud thing it's i think it's called like the pleasure drive something like that Basically, i learned the, a little I, bit about that yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty calm i'm not like deep into psychoanalysis <laughs> this, this is baseline surface level stuff <laughs> and so basically like you know the idea that people are and i don't agree with why freud says this is the case but there's the common thing that people are were averse to Things that are not pleasurable, things that are painful mm-hmm. or not exciting. And I, Catherine definitely, she is a woman full of pleasure. She's got so much money. She can just like, she lives her life and like she smokes cigarettes. She has sex with whoever she wants, like Beach House. Mm-hmm. She's she's pulling him into this pleasure drive that most in capitalism, we are taught to ignore a lot of our pleasure drive only when it only when it's it's suitable for the the institutions or whatnot to for us to have it like when we want to spend money is it okay but have fucking all the time is not right mm-hmm. and so 
he he's being taught before her to like ignore this pleasure drive a lot of it and now she's dragging him in to see you know smoking the cigarettes mm-hmm. you know just kind of like giving whatever attitude to anybody driving around crazy on the street <laughs> oh like, those those scenes were geeking me when he got hit by a car and went flying bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i knew as soon as that happened i was like that's not uh catherine i was like it can't be over mm-hmm. that mess <laughs> but i thought it was disheartening to see that uh roxy ended up going off the cliff though i was like damn are you serious right now but it makes sense for the time i guess you know wasn't that a big trope too of them like killing off everyone that's mm-hmm. not they, straight yeah. in the movies? <laughs> if you don't fall in line, you have to die. And Catherine mm-hmm. will fall mm-hmm. in line when it's opportune. Full Roxy does not. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing. You could, if I if I gave it some thought, I feel like you could you write something interesting about that, like between right. those two characters. Because mm-hmm. I was like, at first I thought. That uh, Roxy was Catherine from that one scene when they came mm-hmm. to her house, and she was like, "Oh, he's dead," or like she said <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Well, why would you say it this way if you don't want to be taken as a murder suspect?" But I was just reading too much into it. But yeah, that's why I feel like, like obviously we know Catherine's a manipulator, but I don't believe that Roxy was just so okay with watching her have sex with these men in the way that she mm-hmm. said that she yeah. was. And totally. Yeah. I just thought that was weird that she put it like that. What I I wonder too, like thinking about I, the femme fatale and it, it being a character that's almost like a character of women like a like the idea of what a woman is to 100 you know turn the volume all the way up mm-hmm. and like the like, because men even if they're not consciously aware they know that a woman's role in society is to serve them essentially right and so when writing this movie like if we took that normal archetype and just like turn the the volume all the way up like that is what Catherine would be like a monster like she's like a like i don't know does that make sense i don't know it does make sense mm-hmm. and the man still throughout the whole movie thinks he's ryan thinks he has her understood and and that's like a big thing i'm like oh we'll never understand <laughs> women they're so complicated mm-hmm. like and that's same. That's like him in the movie. Like to a millionth degree, you're like, "What the fuck? You're hanging out with the murder suspect right now." <laughs> you, you think you're guilty at the first half of the movie, and you're fucking her. Mm-hmm. That you was feel, nuts. You think you're different. You're special. Mm-hmm. That's why it's just hard for me. Like I get it, but I just like yes, yeah, she was manipulating him, but I also think he's just dumb. Like. <laughs> yeah. so i'm just like i'm having trouble yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she picked him because she knew he was easily malleable he mm-hmm. like her getting that file on him and like and all that like she knows that he had alcoholism he's got this is like how men manipulate women sometimes like they pick up broken home things like that <laughs> you know, sort of thing. mm-hmm. 
they know certain things are going to make you more easily like open to to someone to come in to save the day, change your life. Mm-hmm. And I think right. that's what she did choosing him, honestly. She knew that this is a sad sack of shit. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, but that still happens to this day. Um, I can mm-hmm. what you were saying, like about how they kill off all the queer characters. Because in the yeah. Vampire Diaries, they all died. Like, oh my gosh! Really? At the end of the series, there were none left. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that still happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hmm. What else about the movie? What are we thinking? One thing that I picked up on is in the when they were interrogating Catherine in the beginning, I wrote down that men can't handle when a woman does things that they would do. So yeah. like when she was talking about just wanting to use a man for sex and for what he can do for her body instead of actually wanting to be in love with them, they all seem to be kind of dumbfounded by that. And I just mm-hmm. thought that was really interesting too because... Mm-hmm literally you know like <laughs> literally that's literally what i said to daniel watching i was like they're just shocked because she's doing the same thing that they always do it's confusing mm-hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like that's what makes a femme that's what makes them so notable a femme fatale they they totally said like they're not going with the expectations of society to be mm-hmm. docile and whatnot women are when you think of a murderer at least me, most people are not going to think about women. They're going to think about a man. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it's a woman, I mean, I don't know. I just, oh, God, that those interrogation scenes with her were just, you're like, these are the people that are supposed to be solving crime. I know. Yeah, it was, it was icky for sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think that's why, like, because when I think of it, the Fin I think of Amy. Like, that's all yeah, I see, I can't really. Wait till we get to that episode because, like, I have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. But it's just hard for me to compare someone like Catherine to Amy because I just feel like Catherine, like you said, like she purposely picked out this idiot. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't. I have the thought. I don't know. What? What's your thought? So, like, Part of what makes these movies like annoying to lesbians and women is like men watch these movies and they think like she's killing because she likes me. She wants me. Same with Fatal Attraction. Mm-hmm. Same with the guy. And uh, he can't understand why she's punishing him. We'll get to Gone Girl. But like both, in both <laughs> of these cases, I think with, with kind of going back to that family thing, obviously no one's putting a gun to Catherine's head and saying, you need to fall in line with this thing. But in a way, there there's a bunch of invisible guns mm-hmm. through women's heads and such. And and I she's punishing men, I think, in that way. Oh, you know, we go back to the the Beth thing. There's just a big mm. thing there. But like in both cases, she's punishing men for for forcing for them forcing these two ladies to to be these archetypes of women. Mm-hmm. A little different with her and Gone Girl because she married this guy, went to the town and all that. But in her case, like I, I wonder too. Like if we think about like why would she kill her parents? Which 
it's basically understood she probably did do the thing to kill the parents. Or if she didn't, right. like, the trauma from that maybe fucked her up. I don't know. But, like, what was her life like before all this happened? Like, what, mm-hmm. you know, she married a boxer at one point. Like, the boxers are known for toxic masculinity, anger, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? So, what does, I don't know. I just feel like there's, a, there's so much, there's, like, if it, I guess if this had been written by a woman, we would have gone actual depictions of her backstory, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. The traumas that ail her. Right. Yeah. Whereas Gone Girl is kind of like basic instinct or fatal attraction written by a woman. Mm. Which we don't see that a lot, those kind of stories. Like written by a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this movie got mixed reactions. I'm wondering, what's your rating? I gave it a 3 out of 5. <laughs> mm. I give it a 10 out of 10. But I, really, I really liked it though. So I'm I'd say four out of five. That ending I, that really threw me for a loop. But. Yeah, <laughs> I think part of the reason I'm you can't trust my opinion when it comes to movies. Like <laughs> I'm a I'm a deviant motherfucker. Like, so like I'm, I'm the movie Showgirls also by Paul Verhoeven. It's now getting its flowers, but for years it was considered one of the worst movies ever. Like, best, mm-hmm. worst movie ever. People hated that movie. I've loved that movie since, like, I was a middle school bitch. People hated that movie back then. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's because the depictions are weird. It's weird. It's a weird movie. But, like, and both of these are just, you're like, <sighs> but I see there's parts of it where I'm like, the deviant in me sees a deviant in you. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's part of the reason I even watched the first episode of The Idols. I'm like, I can, in men's depictions of things, I can see a deviance that a homosexuality, gender non-conforming, like, they're different, but I can, you know what I mean? I see it in a different lens in this man writing it, right? Like, I can appreciate that. The Idol didn't have that for me, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. But um, <laughs> I think they think, think movies like that where it's like, I can, you know, again, the deviant in me is the deviant in you. I can appreciate certain aspects of this that are just you're like, why would someone do this? Mm-hmm. I- right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think I really didn't like Nick. And there was just too much of him. Like, if we had more time with Catherine, I probably would have gave mm-hmm. it a four or a five. But mm-hmm. that alone brings it down. I don't think I like the actor either. Michael Douglas? Yeah, yeah, he's disgusting. Oh, and is one he? Of things- really? No, I mean, I don't know what- if he's like in real life. Oh, <laughs> but he also plays the main guy in Fatal Attraction. Yeah, and, I've seen that. Uh, yeah, and he, so it, one of the things I read made a point of like he's like not like a he's not like a sex god, but like he's easy to mold into like a um a um what's the word? I mean, I guess it's like an archetype for a normal man for malehood mm-hmm. but not like in movies a lot of times like the guy the woman's lusting after is gonna be a little more attractive yeah like a little I, younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know but for i he definitely stands in for oh yes he stands in for the the male fear this the standard male fear of castration he just represents ah. every, every man mm-hmm. you can't that's the thing like you know incels these days they hate the chads or whatever a lot of men are starting to hate when when in these movies, the awkwardy guy is like a Chris Pratt type of bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's like, this doesn't represent me. It's represent the every man. But Michael mm-hmm. Douglas, in a way, kind of 
you know, he is not somebody I would lust after. He looks like somebody's yeah. weird uncle. <laughs> yeah, There's so many men look like somebody's weird uncle, you know, so they can relate <laughs> to that. They can relate to the fear that, oh, and something you guys talked about in the episode recently, like the relationship red flags. I was thinking about like the men who think a woman's going to steal their money and they don't even have that much money. Like, <laughs> yeah. So many mm-hmm. men have this fear that a woman, like the femme fatale, the siren, whatever, the, the woman's going to take something from them. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Michael Douglas is. He's hmm. he's got nothing special. He's losing his job. He's a he's killed people. Like he, he's an alcoholic. I mean, and that's what most men are. Not those things, but they got some major issues that they are not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I yeah. think the the blindness to those issues is what makes them think partially that a woman is going to come in and take something from them, or the the lack of those things is what makes them scared. It could go even further. I don't know. Mm-hmm. that's what i say mm-hmm. to white white people depression partially it's like they know that yeah i'm just i'm it's just like it's real it's real like there's some really good stuff out there about that like a lot of white people depression you know if they don't have a case of trauma or something there's a they they know there's a lack to other white people there's an ideal the white person's supposed to be at the top of the pyramid and they're not so they feel the lack and it's the same with men i'm glad you guys this was so funny but it's it's real you know and it's like that lack they see that they think they deserve even if it's not mm-hmm. conscious i'm not saying a bunch of depressed white people they're mad that they're not at the top but in the back of their head i think you can make the argument that yeah it is that hmm and that can go with a lot of things yeah exactly 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 yeah. <laughs> white people depression that's hilarious <laughs> oh he was in oh wait yeah he's from mark well yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's the government man." Oh. Even I knew who that was before just that movie, but that's the connection that I made because I've never seen any of his other stuff before. Wow, me neither. Okay, never I seen don't, it, man. I don't mind this guy. He's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad your opinion changed that quick. Yeah, <laughs> you're cool, man. <laughs> it's like nothing against you we just hate nick yeah <laughs> yeah it's something about the nicks you guys yeah oh because nick is nick yeah mm-hmm. nick done. i hadn't even made that connection Me neither. i'm gonna have to do some re well we'll talk about this after the show but i'm interested in the connections between that that mm-hmm. and uh what's whatever her name is rogue gone girl i'm forgetting amy jillian flint that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah. It was a good movie, though. I actually really liked it, even mm-hmm. though my rating seems low. It's really yeah, nice. No. The ba- I feel like the general public have real sense when they're rating movies. If I like it a little bit, I'm giving it five stars on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of critiques about a movie and still get five stars on Letterboxd just because it tickled a certain vibe in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I, when I looked it up on Letterboxd before I watched it just to like see what, what the vibe was, what people were saying, it got a lot of bad reviews. And I'm just like, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it warranted like a one or two stars. No, um, I don't think it does either. I think people are just, they don't have critical thinking skills. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, what we're it. talking, these are things that are actively hid from our conscious. Like, it's not like, you know, we're, everyone grows up learning that there's these biases in our brains and whatnot. And I think if you watch the movie without, like, a real, like, understanding of social hierarchies, 
then it, it comes across as a very different movie. And I could see why feminists and whatever hate it. But, I mean, a real feminist could understand how she's a bad bitch. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they could see how she's... And well, I'm not saying people go murder people, but, like, mm-hmm. in the, the metaphorical sense, like, she's a, she's a feminist icon. Mm-hmm. If we look at her acts on paper, for real. She's Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. I liked her a lot. <laughs> Thank you for thinking that was funny, Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> I like what um you just said, because when I was on Reddit, too, just looking, I clearly didn't find the Reddits y'all were on, because the one I, I didn't, at, I didn't read anything on Reddit, but I feel like I need to. I'm just no, reading academic articles. You don't mm-hmm. need to read anything on Reddit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know if you've seen what I've seen. Go the ahead. only post I saw was like, you could tell it was a bunch of dudes, and they were like, "Oh, like her pussy, blah blah, like just stuff like oh, that." No, like I didn't see that. <laughs> nothing well, that noteworthy about the the vagina as the teeth as a mechanism for like murder. Is that what you read? Because I I've seen critiques no. of the movie on that. Oh, okay, got it. It was literally just like, "Oh, her pussy got him whooped," or. Just oh yeah yeah that that magnum cum laude pussy yeah dumb stuff we are geeking when that in the movie that that magnum cum laude pussy's gone into ya no he said it fried his brain (laughs) it's frying your brain man what are you doing and they had those weird little accents I thought that the 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 second cop who died near the end right after right before Beth died. I you don't see actors or characters like that in movies anymore. Like he's got mm-hmm. a little bit of receding hairline, mm-hmm. a little bit of a goof, but he's not too much of a goof. You know, I was thinking when I saw that character, I was like, you don't really see that in movies anymore. Where you used to see some a guy like that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of a goofy dumbass, but like he's still <laughs> yeah. power for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's kind of realistic in a sense. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. That's last question i did want to ask y'all though so the reddits that i was i was seeing i did see some good stuff but so many people thought that beth was the killer of all those other people and not Catherine. because people don't pay attention the final scene i was just like people do not pay attention and it's clear because i was just like that was clearly a setup yeah (laughs) And yeah. if you, I mean, that goes back to the lack of, we're not taught critical thinking skills in school as much <laughs> as people used to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in fact, they definitely, I think they hamper down on that a little bit. If you think too critically, then everything's going to collapse, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, that's just, like, no, that's it. Like, that's why the, the colleges, should they try and tamper that down? Because if we're all thinking too critically, then the college doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just a collective mm-hmm. knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I think just like they, why did you, why do you believe the story so easily laid out for you right now? Like exactly. I said, I about Beth the first time I watched this movie, I was immediately a little suspicious. Right. Like, right. like that's to me is so idiotic. And the fact that she didn't have a gun in her pocket anyway, when he went and shot her, <laughs> you think if she was trying to kill him, she wasn't coming armed with her ice pick or something if it was her? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can we get serious for a little bit? And then I kept seeing, oh, maybe they were working together and just, it wasn't just her. And I'm just like, no, it was simply laid out for you and you still missed the point. Uh, one thing oh. I got to say about Beth in that final scene of hers, she, 
get your hand out of your pocket. <laughs> like, clearly, like, what are you? You're, what if it was a bobblehead or what a pen or what it was in her pocket? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was but the like, key. key. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Like, you're not what were you grabbing for that for? Exactly. Like, she was trying to tell him that she loved him by pulling out the key to his apartment. It was special, oh, guys. It was oh, special. Man, that kind of hurts a little bit more then. Oh my yes. god. And he didn't really even hesitate to shoot her for real. Idiot, bro. He is an idiot. He is just like the viewers who think it was Beth. Like, no critical thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you just take everything at face value. If his life is like that, then what's the point? I know. Like, and you're just taking like, everything. I loved you. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, I thought it was going in a different direction. I thought she was about to pull out a wedding ring, and I'm so happy it was just <laughs> the key. Oh, God. I would have hated that. <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> I was like, what is, like, why is your hand in your pocket? But then, it was a sentimental moment, but she mm-hmm. died, so I guess it doesn't matter. I know we're going to talk about Gone Girl like, like very soon, but one thing I'm thinking about right now is like, you know, back to what I was trying to figure earlier, I didn't have words for with like Beth being, she lets him take all of his violent fantasies and whatnot, and the other girl's like the cool girl. Thinking about that monologue in Gone Girl, mm. right? Like, the cool girl monologue. Exactly. And oh. I think at one point in Nick's mind, Beth was the cool girl, just like Amy was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. then yeah, someone else, the cool girl ends up having to fall in just to keep you around. Like he moves on to the next cool girl, and the other cool, the other girl is is left confused, heartbroken, shocked, potentially murderous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do that obviously, but you know, like. Very yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you could see that in certain aspects of the movie too, just because I forgot. I think it might have been when she confronted him at his apartment and then they saw each other at work the next day and he was just like, Oh, I'm sorry for what I said. And she was yeah. like, Oh, I'm a big girl. I can handle this. Mm-hmm. Like, he hurt your feelings and that's okay. Like, I wish I could like that more. You said you wish you could like her more. Yeah, like that shit. Like that's like, oh, uh, at least Catherine has like, she's getting something out of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But like Beth, I'm like, stand up. Yeah, she stand up. Like, and you're in this meeting with all these cops, and you think it's cute and charming. They can't understand the simple words coming out of your mouth. That pissed me off in the movie. She was saying verbatim to them why Catherine might kill somebody mm-hmm. and the, the one cop the dumb guy is like huh, uh, me can't understand <laughs> like <laughs> and you're like she said it spelled it out for you and you're supposed to be solving murders mm-hmm. like you're supposed to be solving murders and you can't understand that <laughs> oh my god yeah I mean for a second though I thought that kind of like opened up her eye a little bit like after that scene that you just mentioned, like when she got back in the car, she kind of had a look, and I was like, "Hmm," but mm-hmm. it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> yeah. that too. <laughs> it was just a look. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because she knew Catherine the whole time. I think there was mm-hmm. so much. Like, I mean, she, obviously we know that, but I think there was so much she didn't say. That you know, we we got glimpses of that from other people, but like, yeah. do you? I think Catherine probably has been causing problems. For her for a lot longer than maybe she realizes. I don't know. 
I was confused though because Bev said it was just one night, right? Whatever. But then mm-hmm. someone said, yeah, "Yeah, I figured that." But someone was like, "Oh, like that was her girlfriend," and I was just like, oh. "For real? I missed that." Yeah, like I don't know. It was some cop or something. Uh-huh. Oh, well, wow. I think he might have been talking about another person. I was kind of confused when that was brought up. Um, I took it as died. Well, I took it as he was talking about Catherine because. You know, her husband died, whatever. Oh my gosh, oh, I can't yeah, speak. Because, yeah. And he was like, a girlfriend was the issue. And then he was like, oh, he had a girlfriend. And he was like, no, she did. The, I think that was her coming back. I don't think Beth has had like a long running relationship with her at all. That's just my, because she changed her name and all that. I It's like, she seems embarrassed to be involved, have been involved with the woman, you know? And hmm. she it was like, just the one time, like I was, I didn't want to bring it up, like I was embarrassed, like. Mm-hmm. That's like one thing. Like, there, I don't know. She, if she had brought up more of it, she would have been treated like the lesbian deviant, you mm-hmm. know, like Roxy. Anyway, like, I don't know. I think, I think that was purposeful on her part to that leave out sense. part of that past because she knows that it could impact how people view her at work and, and, um, yeah, especially being the, the psych. There's lots about this movie you could bring back to psychoanalysis, but her being in that that psychiatry field, like, what is what would that mean for her in the 90s being a queer person when even up until the 90s and still now, gender stuff at the very least is considered a psychological deviance. Mm-hmm. Homosexuality has been changed. I know that's happened in the 21st century, but that time, like, what would that, I'm just spitballing here. Just having some fun with it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So you don't think they, you do or you don't think that they were together for a long time? I think that there was a longer fling, but I don't think it was happening up until she was married with her husband. I think Catherine was, is mad that she left her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't really get the hype though with that. I, but <laughs> what I will say is with people with borderline personality disorder, like a small slight could make you think about it for the rest of your life. So, so I could see that that happened with her. Like she just latched onto it. Again, there's Freud stuff you could think out there, like, you know, certain drives latching onto things. But like, I don't know. I I I don't think there was like a years long romantic thing. I don't I know. Think there was, I think it was a little longer than what that originally led on to. I'm not sure. I mean, cause we <gasps> She's upset because Beth decided she wasn't gay. Obviously. I don't know why that didn't process with me. <laughs> That's clearly it. It's like it just clicked. I don't know. Because y'all know how like, and this is a stereotypical statement, but I feel like mm-hmm. it rings true very often. Like, with female friendships, when both people are lesbians, sometimes it gets a little erotic yeah. and it becomes very intense, you know? Yeah. And- I told you a story about that last time I saw you, Chelsea. <laughs> you know I what? Remember, but no, I know exactly what you mean. I feel like it was, I feel like it could have been very long and it just ended abruptly. And maybe that's why yeah. Catherine is upset. I could see yeah. it like that. Definitely. Like it was a partially a friendship for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's so interesting. Like, did she feel like an experiment at the end of the day? Because that's I know that's where a lot of those those kind of uh homoerotic female friendships end up one person ends up pissed because 
they you know maybe they experimented a little and like they're like oh well, i'll just experiment to you one's gay one's not or maybe yeah. not as much that's interesting chelsea i like that thanks i feel like i finally contributed something <laughs> no you you both have contributed so much right. hmm oh i like Catherine. beth kind of um she reminded me of what is that lady's name john f kennedy's wife um, you can see that. Yeah. You can see that. Yeah. You think they look? Wait, Catherine and and no, Jackie not Catherine. Oh, oh yeah. Beth. Yeah, yeah, they do that kind of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I probably Beth wouldn't be the one I go for. I don't really think Catherine will work. Well, actually, Catherine would work on me, but I don't think it wouldn't be that easy. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't be that easy. <laughs> I feel like she'd work on me too. Sharon Stone, her voice is just alluring to me. I, I like know, every time amazing. she spoke, I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty, but. <laughs> Watch Casino, guys. She's even more beautiful okay. than that. The, the outfit she wears, it's amazing. Hmm. That's not a great episode, guys. It's it always was. a good episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited for next week when we talk about the Black Swan because I I've been waiting to rewatch it because Me I really I really like that movie. <laughs> and now, I'm scared, guys. Why are you scared? <laughs> Isn't it scary? No, I wouldn't say so. Okay. It has some for me when I watched it. I had some moments where I was like, "Come on, just get through the scene." I'm really nervous. What's gonna happen? <laughs> I gotta watch it in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a daytime watch for me. Probably a daytime watch. Yeah, I I'll watch it during the day too. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'm thinking about: you bring a black swan and all that. She's another character considered to have borderline personality disorder. So many of the femme fatale movies, Gone Girl as well, Amy, Fatal Attraction. The woman is, and I'll go and out myself as someone who's been diagnosed with such a thing. And but the 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 conscientious the general public is that this is just like a fuck up in your head. But it really comes from environmental circumstances. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thinking about these these kind of like crazy things these women do from an environmental standpoint, rather than like a a glitch in their brain. Yeah, we, that's very interesting. I could write a book about that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because in all these scenarios, these women have, I mean, they've been done dirty by a lot of different things. Catherine a little differently, but, like, most of them, like, di- oh, Black Swan, that's just weird. It's very weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's very interesting. I could see, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It'll really apply to Black Swan, though, I feel like. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. we see, we see. A lot of her trauma, weirdness with her mother. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know it is a good movie. I can't wait to talk about it now. I'm like thinking, oh, and then uh. the homo <laughs> mm, Dude, that scene with Mila Kunis. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And then when the when it comes out of her back, I was like, what? Oh, next Crazy week. movie. Next week. Yeah. Yep. And I need to, it's going to be like basic instinct for me too, right? I'm going to need to watch this time watching it again. I'm going to see a lot of stuff I didn't catch the first time because there was a lot that went over my head for sure watching that movie. Mm-hmm. 
it's weird because when I look up movies, like when I was researching Basic Instinct, I just feel like I couldn't find a really good analysis of the movie. And it bothered me because I hadn't watched it yet. And I'm just like, I just need talking points. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Am I the mm-hmm. only person who's about to watch this movie? You know, <laughs> like no TikToks, nothing good on Reddit, but you found something good. So that's good. I didn't see anything, but it was just go to bothersome. Google Scholar type in basic instinct. I, next time that's, I'll do that. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. Cause when I searched basic instinct, psychoanalysis or analysis and shit, like I wasn't getting a whole lot of good, worthy content, you know, yeah. a lot of those like bullshit, obvious analysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bothered me. And the same thing happened with Black Swan, too, but I was able... I went, like, three three clicks in of the little one, two, three. I need to read that thing you sent me still. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This Having this conversation with you guys just makes me want to go back to do a PhD, right? So, like, this would be my passion. Just, like, mm-hmm. using... Just ana- analyzing shit. Anything. Mm-hmm. Real life, movies, whatever. And I kind of fell out of that. But, like, doing the research today, like, I was really enjoying myself. Awesome. Well, well, we that. should consider it. Thanks for mm-hmm. having me, guys. Yes, yes. Thank you for coming. Mutually beneficial. Yes. Right. Well, I guess we'll be back next week to talk about the Black Swan. Yes. We'll see you next week. Leave us a rating, by the way. Only yeah, if it's leave positive. Leave us a rating. All of it better be positive. Five stars. Right. <laughs> if it's not five stars, you know, you can DM, DM us, but don't, <laughs> don't leave the rating. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.